Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where we've made it completely clear on this show that Kevin Dunn is a no-talent ass clown in the production truck. Now it's clear that he's a no-talent ass clown when it comes to evaluating talent. It's lost in the mid-card. Welcome. We we got a a pay-per-view to talk about uh, coming up this Sunday, Rebellion, Impact Rebellion. We will... um, we will predict the card there. Uh, we'll hope for a, a good go-home show from Impact tomorrow night or tonight as you listen to the podcast if you're uh, listening to it on the Thursday that we are now on. Uh, we got a lot of headlines to talk about. We got a reason why these two beautiful ladies are right behind me as well as eight other people, I think nine other people. Uh, uh We'll talk to that. Uh, we got a little breaking news, and uh, we got some TV to talk about. But first, thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way, typically every Thursday. But if you subscribe, then you will know if a, uh, if our podcast comes at you on a special day, which you know, may happen from time to time. We may, uh, we may go back to our original Wednesday for a, a week or maybe a Friday for a week, you know, things happen. So, uh, always best to subscribe. So, you know, when the new content comes your way, we're on the YouTube as well. Uh, give it, do us a favor. And, uh, even if you don't do the YouTube, uh, uh, to listen to us and watch us, uh, you know, do us a little favor and, uh, uh, go to the, youtube uh link and give us a, a little a little subscribe ski give us a subscribe give us uh some thumbs up give us some comments on on uh, our videos there uh the links to youtube are on our facebook page facebook.com slash lost in the midcard or on twitter at litmc podcast i'm your host jeremy bennett you can find me on the twitter at jb huskers as always my co-host he is on the twitter at raw f showtime it is mr matt black matt how you doing I'm doing better than uh than Rich Swan, apparently, because oh. that motherfucker MIA. Where he at? Where you at, Rich? Why weren't you on freaking dynamite tonight, buddy? Yeah, I'm just asking, just asking. I don't know. The people's got to know. That would have been great, but oh well. I think it was. I think. I dude, I was legit. I was absolutely positively expecting Swan tonight. Like the fact, the fact that he didn't get it, and in the, the lack of overall promotion we got for a match that technically supposed to be huge on well, Sunday is is head scratching to me. Especially when your said star in AEW is probably going to walk out with both belts. All the more reason to promote it heavier. Yep. In my opinion. Yep. So, uh, uh, did you like the open there, Matt? Um, of course, you heard about that, didn't you? A little long, a little long-winded, but look, 
Look, look, anybody that's been listening to our show for the last couple years, you know that we've made it a habit to bury Kevin Dunn any chance we can get. Like, literally, we have turned the phrase taking a shit into taking a done. A literal like, we shit. We did that. We coined that shit. Literal years, shit. Years ago. Literal shit. You know, a literal, so, a literal, a literal like, you're on the toilet yes. dropping a deuce is is called uh, dropping a done. Got to yes. drop a done before yes, we is. record. So, look. Look, the fact that the rest of the world found out that Kevin Dunn was a piece of shit this week really doesn't surprise me. I don't it think it doesn't I... surprise you and it no. doesn't surprise any of our listeners I, because uh, we all been telling you this for years. I think uh I don't think I have it in the headlines. I don't think. There's a lot of headlines this week. Holy fuck. Lots of headlines, but I don't think we have it in the headlines. But what we're talking about is the fact that Kevin Dunn didn't get Billy Kay and that led to her firing. And we'll, we'll get to the firings in a little bit, but Wow, he's he's got Vince's ear. He's also, you know, a, and that's the problem. You know, a, when 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 the right people have Vince's ear, I guess you should say the wrong people have Vince's ear. Bad things happen. He's probably the reason the Iconics broke got broken up to begin with. Probably, but then all, we're like, there, oh. were, there was never any reason to break them up. Then there was all this talk of. Uh, all this talk of Peyton Royce getting a singles push that never happened. They just fucking paired her up with Lacey Evans in a tag team. It's like the same shit they did with heavy machinery. Well, I thought, I thought there was finally going to be a chance for Peyton when Lacey got pregnant, but yeah, well, nope. she had that good match with Oscar, which turned out to be her last match in the WWE. So I don't know. We'll get into those releases in a bit, but first, uh, 36 minutes ago, AEW dynamite went off the air. Uh, from when we recorded the show, uh, we are uh, once again at Daly's Place. This time we are live. We are live. Um, two championship matches on the card and, and just a very stacked card, actually, overall. Uh, we kick things off with Hangman Page against Ricky Starks. I loved the graphic for Hangman Page. Poor interview etiquette going back to last week. That was funny. Uh, Taz is in the booth uh, helping the uh, gentleman call the match here as well. And uh, no surprise to anybody, uh, Hangman and Starks was a tremendous match. But holy shit, Matt, when Ricky landed on his neck, that did not look good. No, like he's lucky he landed on his feet like he did. Yeah. Or it could have been been disastrous. Uh, Fightful Select reported... Uh, later on in the show that um he that he's okay that he was fine backstage so thank goodness but as that was a scary was a scary shot man that did not look good no it, it didn't like um marcho our our good uk listener who watches um dynamite on fight on it's on about like a 45 second delay from what we watch on tnt Fight edited the spot out. He didn't even see it. And he rewound back to see if, if his video just skipped or whatever. And like fight like legitimately like edited that landing out of the out of the broadcast. Why would they do within that? that? Within like that 45 seconds uh delay spot. So why would, why would they do that? Maybe they were terrified of you know that he 
really hurt himself and like it like a split instinct thing to to shut it down. I don't know, man. Huh. Well, um tremendous match, no surprise. Pretty interesting uh uh hangman page pulling out the bully choke. Uh, which was kind of odd because Moxley was using that for a while. Uh, well, Kikaru Shida used the Big Bang Catastrophe tonight in their match. I don't really, I don't really dig other wrestlers using other wrestlers' finishes. And and I know that we had that twice tonight, and I'm not sure I really like that. I I don't think they should be doing that. I thought it was interesting that Paige won with the submission, though. You don't see that too often. 99% of the time, you see him winning with the buckshot lariat. So I thought it was interesting that he won with the, a submission there. After the well, match... Didn't he, well, didn't he reach back and grab the ankle, too? Yeah, yeah, he kind of modified yeah, so, it. Yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't a complete bully. It wasn't a complete... To start, mo- it was, and then he, yeah. But, I mean, freaking the Karashita blatantly hit the big bang <sighs> catastrophe. Yeah. On on Ty Conte and Ty kicked out. So I mean, it kind of it kind of belittles Satlander's finish. As long as no one... I don't think I don't think you should be doing that. Unless uh, unless you know, hey, it's like you know, Statlander does it better. So when Statlander lands it, you don't kick I, out. I, I guess, but I look, there's, there's enough wrestling moves in the world. You don't need to be used to someone's finish in, in the same company as. Uh, as a regular move in the match, in my opinion. But that's that's me. That's me. Look, it's me nitpicking. I love to dynamite tonight. Kaz stepped. It's in been my favorite. It's been my favorite show of the week this far. No surprise. Yeah. Well, but look, Raw was a I, steaming look, turd again. Uh, it was better than last week's, but that's a very low bar. Yeah. Lo- um, last week's was a was a non steaming turd. This week's it was steaming. At least it was warm. The thing. <laughs> look. I have to critique everything. Because if, if I if I lie and say everything is perfect, then I'm I'm not doing AEW any favors. You know they they have they have to know they have to be critiqued, even by their biggest fans. You can't just look the other way on things that don't go right. You know and and, and whatnot. Like I said, the, like the, like the thing with Swan, then with the with the the Big Bang catastrophe stuff like that. Just it just shouldn't. Uh, it shouldn't happen. Yeah. It shouldn't happen. I don't know. That After the match, happen. Hook attacks Hangman. Led me to believe maybe Hook's going to get his uh, uh, in-ring solo debut uh, maybe soon, but uh, maybe not because then Brian Cage came out. But then uh, before Cage could uh, uh, put the powerbomb on uh, on Hangman, the Dark Order comes out for the save. I thought it was hilarious. Um uh, Cage doing the joint smoking, putting out on the back thing that they edited out of the of the uh, Good Brothers on Dynamite. Of course, it was live, so they couldn't really edit it out now. Um, but anyways, oh, TNT Pride doesn't know what that even is. So, uh, TNT, they show they show uh, Elite with their own trailer, and then we uh, we get. Penta versus Trent. <laughs> I cracked up when Justin Roberts introduced him as the question. Trent. Um, that was brilliant by the world talented Justin Roberts. 
again, uh, Alex Abrahente is with Penta. I love that. I think he's been great as his manager, so to speak. So the fact that they're continuing to use him as such, uh, I enjoy that a lot. Um, but then we, so yeah, we get Trent and Penta. No surprise there uh, that uh, these guys put on a great, a great match. Um, got a little, uh, a little crazy. I thought maybe Alex was going to take his first AEW bump, but uh, Penta super kicked uh, the hell out of Orange Cassidy, and um, and then uh, clocking Trent with the mic, so uh, that uh, that finish, the old dirty finish, got Penta the win over Trent. So, uh, what do you think of the backstage interview, uh, Jr. and the and the uh, the Pinnacle? How about old old Wardlow cutting a little promo? Well, I'm glad. Look, I'm glad they called Jericho out on it. Keep the keep the shit honest. Jericho fucked up the Wardlow the Wardlow section of that promo. You know, yeah. You know, then in most things, uh, most companies would just ignore it and sweep it under the rug. You know, they they called him out on it. I thought it was good. I thought he he did good for his first real lengthy promo of any any sort that I can remember. I thought he did pretty uh, pretty good there. Uh, Obviously, he's going to be a future star alone, uh, probably a world champion someday in AEW. And um, so I thought that was good. I, th- I always like these sit-down interviews with JR. You know, kind of brings you back to the old WWE days. And so I kind of like that. Um, Blood and Guts is in two weeks, uh, which is when we will return. Uh, I will be off. Well, we'll be off next week as I prepare to move. But we will be back recording right after blood and guts happens so uh we will we will be back in two weeks uh once. did you hear the interesting way they promoted that tonight no i didn't catch it they called blood and guts a one match event like the whole show that's what they said they only mentioned it once but they then they were men they mentioned it when they were announcing when tickets would go on sale and i thought i misheard and then Cho said, did you hear them just say one match event? And I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> so I, I'm starting to wonder if Blood and Guts is going to take up the entire... How the hell do you stretch that out? The entire AEW Dynamite. I don't know. Maybe they do like video package buildups and interviews and shit leading into the match. I don't know. I could see it going an hour, but... I could see an hour seems to be realistic to me. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know how they can real. They could really stretch a match like that into two hours. I, I just. I just don't know. I think that. I think that would take. That would take a lot. And uh... I mean, let's let's do the math. Let's say it's it's let's say it's five minutes. Between each person entering, and it's ten people total, right? Yep. So, so you're, you're gonna have you're gonna have eight entrances. So that's so if you do the minutes. five minute interview, that's forty minutes. Uh, and you know, mm-hmm. entrances, promos in the beginning, that could be the entire first hour of the show, and mm-hmm. then the entire second hour could be the actual match beyond. Mad the match beyond, but man, that's a lot of work to ask for someone like you know no offense to jericho but you know a 50 year old dude 
Yeah, but he like, could take a nap. He could take I, a nap in also, the corner. He, he could also come in last. And he could take a nap in the corner for five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting how they do that. I don't know if it's smart to do that as an entire as the entire show. It's but, a spectacle. It, well, it is most certainly a spectacle. I'm not arguing with that. War games. I think this should have been the main event, but then when they, they explained uh, about the TV time remaining for the, the TNT title, I, that kind of made sense why that went last, but this could have easily main evented dynamite for the AEW world's women championship. Ty Conchi and Sheeta damn good match. Wasn't it Matt? Uh, I loved, I loved this match. Like- yeah. Unfortunately, I like there is no way I I love Ty, but there to me there is no way I thought that Ty was winning no. because the entire story right now is is Britt climbing the uh, climbing the ladder to get her title shot, and we got the graphic and, to show it yeah. right after the match. And I, I called this I called this last week. I, I said after Ty lost, Britt would jump up to number one. So I mean, that's pretty it, obvious because she was number two. Yeah, but look, shut up. Look, I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. uh, It's 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 interesting. It's interesting. It's only one way to go from number two if you if you number one gets beat. You know. I thought uh, Mero. Once you talked about how you thought Mero uh, through Twitter, you thought Mero would take the title off of Darby eventually. I kind of expected Mero to interrupt the end of the night but that didn't happen uh but we got a Miro promo saying he wants both the aew and tnt championships i would not put it past him to put both titles on Miro if they finally book him the way they're supposed to you know yeah tony i i don't think he's getting both titles but i definitely think he's gonna be the one to beat darby tony skiavone comes out introduces the inner circle um so we got that we got um we got Jericho singing some show tunes and uh there we go uh Jericho saying that we're he wants a parlay with uh with the pen the pineapple uh Next week on Dynamite, so we'll get a parlay. Billy Gunn taking on QT Marshall with uh, Nick Camarado and Aaron Solo with QT. Nobody with Billy tell the tell the tell the they started cheating and then the Suns got involved. Um, a go go that guy. I think that guy's gonna be a goddamn star. Anthony Agogo. More than, more than likely. Um, laid out Billy with the old gut punch finisher, and that allowed QT to get the win. After the match, QT with a wooden deck chair was going to deck Billy with it, but Dustin Rhodes makes the save. And I absolutely <laughs> loved that Dustin clocked Camarado over the head with the chair, and he no-sold it. It's like, that's the type of stuff you can build you know around guy getting hit in the head kind of like the old uh what, what was it the uh, the old wild Samoans, right you never hit him in the head right you know so i thought that was kind of cool 
Um, the elite in their trailer talking shit and, and, and uh, such. And um, then all of a sudden we hear car honking. And uh, there was old, uh, old, old uh, Eddie, Eddie Kingston and, and John Moxley in a truck. You immediately get some Stone Cold Steve Austin vibes as they ram right into the truck. Uh, apparently the elite made some escape that we didn't see because once, uh, once, uh, Moxley and Kingston looked into the trailer, nobody was around to be seen. I loved it when next, the backside of the trailer was open Mm -hmm. when they went into the, when they went into the other one. So they played it off like they, you know, they, they took off and escaped when really Uh, they weren't, they weren't the damn thing. (laughs) No gimmicked. I loved it when Moxley threw the pipe. Uh, through the window <laughs> about hit Eddie and Eddie's like Jesus let me know <laughs> you couldn't have waited for me to move away. out of the way yeah I can't remember what Moxley's re- response was to that but it was fucking funny it was uh, like well if you get out of the damn way you wouldn't get hit there's something along that line I thought it was hilarious they're, 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 they're ad-libbing with each other is tremendous oh man the, 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 the pairing is fucking awesome I, I was excited day one when those two uh, uh, when, when we knew Eddie was turning face to say Moxley, uh, before the, uh, the, the ring, uh, didn't explode, <laughs> but, uh, that was tremendous. I, Moxley saying bitch AF calling the bucks bitch AF. That was kind of funny because they like to say that they're Christian AF. So, uh, bitch AF, I put that on underdog, put that on a t-shirt. Speaking of t-shirt. Did you see that graphic for the parlay with the cage in the background? I thought that yeah. was a fucking cool ass graphic too. By the way, it also made pulling guts look more like a two wind hell in a cell. Yeah, and, well, and, yeah, and it's gonna games. have a roof. So, war games. It's yeah, but a... I mean, like, it looked like it was. It didn't look like it was on the rain. It looked like it surrounded mm-hmm. the rain like a hell in a cell more than a uh, than where there was room to fight on the outside. Yeah, exactly. So. I don't know how it's really going to look in two weeks, but uh, that that graphic that they had certainly made you think that it that it might. Yeah, man, it's going to be some night. That's going to be my uh, my first AEW, my first podcast from the new place. So hopefully, huh. thing hopefully things are working in order that night. I mean, I'll know well in advance that things are working, so I'm not too worried about it. It's already internet's already set up over there, so not too worried. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, Christian Cage up next. Uh, uh, Powerhouse has dropped a little weight, hasn't he? He's getting a little. He got a little slimmer. I saw people say that. I didn't notice that, I but I mean, uh, uh, and this gentleman who did the uh, PW Insider report, Anthony uh, Pires. I'm a, I think he's just a random fan. Uh, you know, you know, how, you know how they'll get uh, fans of the site to do uh, recaps and stuff for the. For the uh, for the PW Insider, so that's what I'm reading off of here now. And he says it looks like he he, he says he noticed it looks like he dropped fifty. Yeah, no, I noticed people saying on social media like I didn't notice it, but I, then again, I really wasn't. I wasn't paying attention. To... <laughs> like yeah. I, I think Will Hobbs always looks like a monster to me. So yeah, yeah. good match between the two, um... dude. Christian again, like. Whoever he's in the ring with right now, yeah, he's he's making the other person look like a million fucking bucks. And and this is a guy that hadn't wrestled a match in seven years, you know. 
Uh, so it's all, it's so good to have him b- back regularly in the ring. Um, but yeah, a great match. Um, we'll have to, I, I seriously, uh, Ricky Starks came out there. Give me that fucking Ricky Starks, Christian cage match, man. We're going to, of course, everybody, everybody and their dog wants Brian cage against Christian cage, the brothers. <laughs> Jade Cargill talking about how everybody wants to, her to be in their faction and she doesn't want to, she don't want no manager. She, she's in it for her. She's in business for herself. So when are we getting Hayman Page and Ethan Page against Christian Cage and Brian Cage? My God. And then they'll pa- call pa- it the all, they'll call it the all in the family match. Page, Page hits Cage, Cage hits Page, Cage hits Cage. Turn the page. My God. Made of head time, Jungle Boy. Jack Perry, Darby Allen, your your present and your future of AEW TNT title on the line. Hell of a match with these guys. Um, no, I think they're both the future of AEW. That's what I just said. I said they're both the present yeah. and the future. I thought you said the present and the future as as in Darby was the present, Jungle Boy is the future. No, I'm saying they're both the present and they're both the future. Got it. I got it. Uh, tremendous match. We got, uh, we got, uh, some, uh, interesting, uh, interesting interaction between, uh, with, well, with, uh, after Darby hit the coffin drop on the apron, both guys laid out on the outside. Darby gets in the ring and Luchasaurus helps jungle boy up and sting didn't like that at all. And sting and Luchasaurus brawling to the back. Yeah, I think yeah. sting kind of got, I think sting kind of got pissy for nothing. Yeah, I think Sting's I think Sting's uh, tights were on a little bit uh, too snug tonight. Had him, I, had him, had him a little cranky. Cause I don't really think Jungle, I don't really think Luchasaurus really did anything wrong. Helped him <laughs> up and then backed off. He didn't throw like, him back had, in the he's ring. He's just trying, just trying to you know make sure the match comes goes all. We don't need no, we don't need no count out TNT title defense. Uh, Come on, Sting, calm down. Darby with the uh, can't remember what they called it. Last Supper, yeah. Um, for the win. After all that fracas, uh, end of the match. Not not Miro coming out to attack, but Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Uh, very interesting. Lance Archer saving Jungle Boy and Darby. Of course, Lance and Sting. Sting comes out with the uh, the baseball bat. Uh, the whole Lance and Sting buddy buddy thing now is is just getting real interesting. Uh, hell, fuck, have them go for the tag titles. That'd be kind of cool. See, but, I was think I was thinking Miro as well. Mm-hmm. But well, once you told me Amira that showdown with Lance Archer wouldn't have made sense. No, so um, I'm, I'm glad they did, I'm glad they didn't choose to go that route. And plus, Paige and Scorpio Sky have been stalking these guys. Yeah. You know, tried, from the top of Daly's place for weeks, and they tried so, to they tried that sneak attack as well uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so uh, it, it made it made sense, but in the moment, I was I was expecting Mira to come out and 
beat somebody's ass. So I don't know. Scorpio is going to get try to get try to try to get his attack his way into another TNT title shot. I don't know. Maybe they give it to Ethan Page. I think Ethan Page and Darby Allen would be a great match. But I mean, I don't really want Ethan Page to take a job right now. But what can you do? Um, the old Lance Archer. They could, do, st- they could do Darby and Archer against Page and Sky. They could do a tag mm-hmm. match. Mm-hmm. They like they don't necessarily have to go for the for the TNT title, and maybe after the tag match, maybe like Darby standing on the the stage or whatever, and Mirror comes out and trucks them from behind and puts could them be. in the game over. Could I be mean, Darby, they, and they, they could lead into something like that. Could be Darby and Jungle Boy because the, they were the, the two that got attacked. So, yeah, I mean that's possible, but I mean you also have, you have if you can get a third, you could just. If you want to do it that way, you could do Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Darby against Paige, uh, Sky, and somebody else. I mean, oh. I guess Miro, maybe. I, I don't. I don't know. I kind of want Sting and uh, Sting and Lance Archer to go for the tag titles, but you know That's who's not happening. No. Uh, <laughs> but you know who's probably taking those tag titles from the Young Bucks. I think it was pretty clear tonight. Probably, probably Moxley and Kingston, if I had to guess. Yeah. But do they need them? I don't know. Like, man, there's so many great tag teams in AEW. Like, they could literally have like half their, probably more than half, probably three quarters of their tag team division deserves a run with those straps. Oh yeah. So to me, we're gonna, we're gonna the need. The We're sooner gonna... this company introduces a trios championship, the better. They we... need a trios championship we need... bad. We need a TNT tag team championship. <laughs> See, I wouldn't go I would go look, they have I they know. have enough groups. Trios. They could do you know, they they're, could do, they're clearly like, they're clearly death, they could do Death Triangle, they could do Jurassic Express, they could do um Best Friends, you know. There's so many trios that like even the elite. Yeah, you know, could could run with them, you know, inner circle. Um, um but the I mean, pinnacle. It's clear. I mean, there's it's... Some, like the, the trios titles don't work in a lot of companies, but in a company like AEW, those titles work beautifully. It's clear that they're gonna eventually add trios championships because they wouldn't otherwise they wouldn't be keeping trios records in the record books. True point that. My brother. NXT this week, we kicked things off with Orange O'Reilly. I mean, Kyle Cassidy. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> cool Kyle. Cool Kyle. They were calling him. Cool Kyle. I liked, uh, I liked Kyle's opening promo. I, I liked his interaction with Cameron Grimes even better. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Ted DiBiase uh, publicly stated he is going, he's on his way to NXT. Um, so we're going to get that dream vignette of Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase very soon. Yeah, I'm of, really, I'm really curious as to what they're going to do, but I'm, I'm all about it. Of I'm course. All, I'm all about it. Of course, Cameron Grimes invested in NFTs. Of course he did. So now he's even richer. NFTs are trash. And I don't, yeah, I don't get that whole fucking thing. Pass. To me, it's, it's, it. It is a, it is another evolution of of like a of a digital trading card collector 
game on your phone. Like it's it's like it's like a gigantic step above that. And I'm like, dude, uh, ain't, like, no, I, ain't no ain't nobody got time for that. It's like I, I I know friends that do NBA Top Shot and make hundreds of dollars on it. It's just weird. Um. So uh, Grimes trying to to be buddy buddy with uh, with Kyle, try to get Kyle to be on his side, and Kyle just said, uh, "Nope," gave him, decked him in the face. He said yes first. Well, true. Cool, Kyle leaves the ring. It wasn't very cool of him to leave poor Cameron Grimes into a false sense of security. I know. Uh, of course, uh, Kyle did mention in his promo carrying cross and later on in the main event, you'll see someone staring, uh, right at the stairs, uh, where you enter the, the, uh, CWC, a little, uh, uh, cross was, uh, he knew where Kyle was going to be. So he made him, uh, made him aware of where he was, uh, that he was present. <laughs> Coming for you, bitch. My boy, my boy, LA Knight. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. L.A. Knight with a big win over Dexter Loomis. Finally, get uh, get the push train going for L.A. Knight. Should we should we call L.A. Knight fifty fifty Knight? <laughs> because <laughs> that's pretty much all NXT's done with him since he's shown up. He gets a big win and then he loses in ridiculous fashion. He gets a big win then he loses in ridiculous fashion. Like the look and look as much as I've enjoyed it, as much as I enjoy NXT, NXT is the same damn problem WWE has. Yeah. But this fifty-fifty booking bullshit. I mean, we talked about it on a on the Twitter DMs. You're like, I mean, we talked about it on there. It's like that, that's something AEW just doesn't do. Yeah, and that's what and that's the thing. I love. Look, they tell you AEW tells you who's fucking important, and you want to know who's fucking important? The people who are fucking winning and racking up wins every week. You know, it's not that hard, WWE. It's but- really not. When like you fifty-fifty everybody, nobody fucking matters. I mean, they said Jungle Boy. Is like three to four wins behind Kenny Omega. Kenny, by God, Omega. Uh, the tremendously entertaining story between Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell continued, and that kind of what is what led LA Knight, yeah, LA Knight, yeah, to win the match. Uh, <laughs> Calm down, dummy. <laughs> dummy, yeah. 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 This whole Indy Hartwell thing is fucking tremendous. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's like wasn't she going for a kiss in that match and, and then the way got in the way it was it was after the match oh yeah she got on the she got on the apron after the uh after the match and they were about to kiss and <laughs> the way pulled her off the uh pulled her off the, the uh the um the apron there are so many people that are loving this whole storyline on the internet's and, look, uh, look if, if you're not if you're not having fun with the way i I, oh, they're I, don't, so good. I don't know what to tell you man because it's just they are so they are so good it's it's a tremendous faction man uh indy and then indy's becoming a star now with this whole dexter loomis thing i mean she was kind of more in the background a little bit but now with this ever since the the loomis thing it's it, she's she's skyrocketing into stardom because everybody's just entertained by what she's doing. Uh, yeah, uh, she's, she's done a tremendous, she's done a tremendous job. What's been a low key, decent feud is uh low key, low key. Uh, D- I, I, look at me dropping the, the, the kids terms out there. Uh, Leon Ruffin. Oh, I just Swer- thought you were talking about MLW. 
Oh, no, no, not that guy. Not, not, <laughs> not, not the beatdown clan guy that's missing from WWE. Uh, well, there's two of them now missing from WWE for fuck's sake. Uh, Leon Ruff and Swerve has been uh, slowly putting together a very entertaining feud. Uh, you know, Leon getting really aggressive last week, I thought was a tremendous way to continue the feud. Uh, and uh, Leon cutting a good promo. Uh, I just think Leon looks like a bitch. Ooh. Didn't Swerve beat him fair and square? I don't remember Swerve cheating. Yeah. Like I just remember Swerve I just remember Swerve beating him beating him straight up and now freaking Leon Ruff being a little bitch. Leon Ruff being a little bitch. Like, uh, dude, you lost. Move uh, on, man. Uh yeah. Commercial for A and E's bi- uh, biographies, Roddy Roddy Piper. That looks fucking good. Uh did you watch the Austin one? I haven't got a chance to yet. Yeah, thought it was real good. I'll I'll check it out here sometime this week. Uh, well, I'll have to check it out before I move and cancel my cable because I don't get A and E on YouTube TV. <laughs> oh well. Uh, considering it's not her first language, I thought Io Shirai did pretty good on the interview with Beth Phoenix, and uh, uh, I I definitely cracked up when uh, Frankie Monet barged in with her dog. Um. I love, I thought I cracked up at the fact uh, that uh, that Frankie told Beth that she loved watching her as she was growing up as a kid, because if you uh, un-kayfabe it, Frankie Monet is like four years younger than Beth Phoenix. Um, so that was kind of, it's kind of like uh, our truth uh, uh, look, you know, looked up to John Cena when he was a kid, even though he's older than John Cena. There's a guy we haven't seen in a couple weeks, Matt. Our truth. Where the hell is he at? A lot of people have disappeared off TV the last couple of weeks. Some, I'm assuming. <laughs> some, I, yeah, some permanently. I, I'm assuming, you know, the mix of injuries, maybe COVID. Who fucking knows? Um, so then it ended with uh, Shirai telling Frankie, I like cats and walking off. <laughs> oh, give me that match, man. Eo put putting over Frankie. That'll be a fucking hell of a match. Uh, probably, probably. I would say maybe that's gonna be Frankie's debut. We'll have to see. The grizzled young veterans, soon to be NXT Tag Team Champions, took on Breezango. Entertaining little match there. Um, Indy Hartwell interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell. And uh, she tried to talk about Dexter Loomis, and then the way showed up and stopped it. And then uh, Bronson Reed shows up and uh, talked about how Dexter Loomis would be a great addition to the the Gargano family. And uh, that led to uh, us finding out that that Austin Theory went behind the ways back and talked to Regal and got a match with Bronson Reed in a theory. Uh, it, but if uh, what was that? What's the fucking thing? If uh, Reed gets another title shot, if he beats theory. Is that what it is? Yeah. If Reed beats theory, he gets another shot. If he, if theory beats him, he's to the back of the line, back of the line, pal. Um, <laughs> another great segment with Cameron Grimes, uh, McKenzie, the, the beautiful McKenzie Mitchell interviewing him. And, uh, he was talking how he was, uh, a bidding on a an NFT, an NFT, but and it got an extremely high bid that got accepted by Ted DiBiase. <laughs> ha! 
Oh, we can't wait. I can't wait for this. This is great. Cannot wait for that part. Uh, Saray? Saray? Am I saying it right? Saray or Saray? Saray? I think it's Saray. I thought it was Saray. Is it Saray? I I don't know. I, I... Yeah. When she wrestles again, we'll, we'll, know we'll, we'll know in a couple weeks' time when we hear it enough that we get used to it. I mean, uh, stop me if you've heard this again. Zoe Stark with another good match. Uh, she, uh, Zoe Stark uh, with, and Saray with a tremendous match here. And, uh, no, of course, no surprise. Saray ain't going to lose in her debut, but uh, I thought Zoe Stark looked great. Then after the match, Zoe Stark gets attacked by Tony Storm because Tony's still pissed that she lost to the quote-unquote rookie. So, leading to probably a yet another match between those two. That's where they can uh, not fifty-fifty book and have Zoe win that, and maybe, but again, but they have Zoe lose again. So I don't know. I'm guessing Tony's going to get her win back and you know keep that fifty-fifty booking alive, pal. Well, no, if it, if Zoe wins, she's going to be fifty-fifty because she just lost to Sarai. So she's fifty-fifty either way then. <laughs> Can't get out of it. She's in a 50-50 vortex. I, I didn't understand, like, why I didn't understand the logic to put her over Storm just to feed her to Sarai when she showed up. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, where is, look, yes, it's going to be a great match, got, but the logic here makes no sense whatsoever. Could, couldn't they have gotten local jobber A, local jobber creator wrestler A to, 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 Fed disarray. I don't know. Awesome match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship as Kushida drops down the open challenge. Awesome. I thought him and Oni Lurkin had a hell of a match. Uh, Kushida ditching the ditching the boots, going barefoot too. Yeah, that was it, surprising. It must be a Matt Riddle fan. Bro. I don't re- like. Did he do that in in New Japan? Like, I don't remember that. I don't know because he didn't he wear the 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 Marty boots, the old Back to the Future boots. I don't remember. I wish I could remember. I, I, I don't I, ever remember him wrestling barefoot before, but I could just speak. You know, my brain, my brain ain't what it used to be, brother. Me either. So I'm I'm ninety five percent sure Kushida wrestled in those those futuristic Nike the boots, the the that from because obviously his gimmick is marty from the future in 2015 which was six years ago now you like how i'm plugging wendy's accidentally i got the old logo right facing the camera there i'm, I'm used to you having a drink drink of some fast food chain while we're while we're working the gimmick here so great thing about wendy's they have a uh they have the, the freestyle coke machine so i can get a vanilla diet coke oh yeah uh, but like I said, Lorcan Kushida, a hell of a title match. Afterwards, Legato comes out, beats down Kushida. MSK makes the save. Teddy Long comes out and says, we are going to have a tag match next week, playa. Six-man tag. I think it be cool to see MSK and, and, and Kushida team up. I think that'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be a hell of a match. Uh, no doubt. Mercedes Martinez cutting a promo. Obviously, they're going to feed her to Raquel Gonzalez next. Backstage, uh, the way, talking. Um, prior to this, Candice LeRae got beat up by the uh, tag champs. and um, But they completely ignored the fact that Candice Le- was beat up. 
Oh, Johnny. Uh, we got uh, uh, Everrise. Dollar Store Young Bucks taking on Imperium. Uh, the interesting thing about this match was uh, 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 Killian Dane coming out. And um, I, I, I think Dane's turning on Drake and joining Imperium. I think he is. Hate man. it. Hate I, it. I think he is. Hate it. You hate it, but I'm right. You don't have to be right. Kyle O'Reilly. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly heading to the arena, and there's old Karrion Cross and Scarlet staring them down. A little foreshadowing, kids. Uh, next week, Dakota Kai takes on Mercedes Martinez, Austin Theory, Bronson Reed, and uh, the six-man tag that I just mentioned is what we got set up right now. And then main event time, Kyle O'Reilly against Cameron Grimes, I thought was a, a good main event, was it not, Matt? Oh, uh, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was a really good match. I mean, two good wrestlers that uh, well known that they're both tremendous in the ring, so... Not a huge surprise. And do we go off the air with Kyle celebrating the win? Nothing really crazy happening at the end of uh, NXT this week. Okay. Smackdown on Friday this week. Uh, this was uh, the, uh, this is the first smack. This was the uh, first Smackdown after mania. Wasn't it? Feels like a, yep. feels like mania was so far away. <laughs> uh we kick things off with uh well we kick things off with roman reigns because they never do that on smackdown do they matt um <laughs> seems like roman reigns hmm. kicks, off, kicks off smackdown all the fucking time just like the authority back in the day never. Look, raw starts no. oh look triple h and steph no. are off raw I'm shocked. Triple H and Steph are kicking off Monday Night Raw. No. Live from the Thunderdome at the Yinling Center. I love Yinling. I love the fat. Yinling's a great beer, but you cannot buy it here in Nebraska. But now uh, uh, they announced. Why can't you? It's just not distributed nationwide. Uh, But they announced Yinling. Yinling announced sometime either this year or early next year that they're going worldwide. Well, nationwide. But uh, yeah, so eventually Yinling will be here. It's a great beer. I love it. Uh, Roman Reigns, acknowledge him because he's uh, going to talk to kick off uh, to kick off SmackDown. Cesaro comes out because uh, uh, Roman's like, ah, eh, nobody wants to step up. Cesaro comes out to step up, walks over to grab a mic, and they leave the ring. What a bit! What a what a dick! What a dick, Roman. Uh, Cesaro. Then uh, walks up to Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville, saying he wants a match with Roman tonight. And uh, Sonya said, uh, "I'll talk to Roman and we'll get back to you." How many fucking times did we have to watch that UFO spot though by Cesaro? That was ridiculous. They did not have to play that in every fucking segment. I think it, you know what it is, Matt. It, it's Vince not wanting to push him, but we want him pushed. So now he's going to do shit like this to make us sick of it. 
Am I wrong? I would not even be the slightest bit surprised if am that's I, accurate. Am, am I? Yeah. My God, I got so sick of seeing that. They played that way too much. <sighs> Ray Mysterio beat Otis in in the feud that we really don't care about. Um, Caleb Braxton caught up to Paul Heyman. Heyman calling Cesaro and Neanderthal and uh, whatnot. And he says, well, he's going to get a, a, a match tonight. He's going to get what he wants in the main event. Well, he's going to get main event, Jay So, You know, Roman ain't wrestling for free. Hey, look, they showed the UFO move again. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens had a good match. WrestleMania rematch there, 10 minutes. Uh, Zane takes the chicken shit way out, gets a count out after the match. Owens chases him down and, and hits him with a stunner. Apollo Cruz and commander Aziz. No, I did not sneeze there. I said, commander Aziz. Bless me. Uh, they, they cut a promo and, um, then we got uh, Bianca Belair's championship celebration. I loved Montez Ford's introduction on Bianca Belair. That was great. Um, I thought the whole celebration thing was tremendous with the, having them having her with the Street Profits. I thought that was uh, really good. No interruptions. I thought that was good that they didn't have an interruption on this either. So I thought overall it was a pretty good uh, championship celebration. Did you like it, Matt? Yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was good. Hey, look, they showed the UFO spot again, Matt. Never. Bailey interviewed by Kayla Braxton. Um, and uh, well, she didn't want to hear of any of it, so she left. Then Bailey shows up. And uh, I think we're going to get Bianca and Bailey probably as uh, the next title match there in the SmackDown women's side. Doesn't it, that make sense? I would think so. SmackDown Tag Team Champions on the line. Championships on the line. Dirty Dogs take on the Street Profits. A lot of people thought title change back onto the Street Profits. I kind of was uh, uh, happily surprised, to be honest, to, that they gave the Dirty Dogs the win here. A clean win, too, at that um, in, a, in a, a good tag team title match. Uh, I, I've liked what they did putting Ziggler and Rude together. Uh, I think they've done a tremendous job. So I think beating a team like the Street Profits cleaned, uh, I think, is... Uh, very, very good. And eventually, I'm going to guess SummerSlam is when uh, they'll have Ray and Dominic take the titles off the Dirty Dogs. Does that sound like a plan, man? Oh, God. I, can, I can't imagine them holding them for that long. Yeah, maybe maybe just next pay-per-view. But I figured they'd do it in front of a crowd because rumor is SummerSlam will be in front of a crowd. So. Hey, they show the UFO spot again. And uh, Jesus, uh, they had a, a, a quick three minute match between Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Yeah, they really want you to care about the women's tag division, don't they? As shitty as they're booking it right now with. Oh, man, we'll get to that on Raw, too. My God. Hey, they show the UFO spot again on SmackDown. And. Uh... 
commercial for WrestleMania 38 in Dallas. And uh, if they don't have Steve Stone Cold Steve Austin as the host, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't think there's any way that they 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 can, they have to do that. Yep. I mean, they're putting them in the promos. You, you, you got to think. Main event, Jey Uso took on Cesaro in the main event. Uh, pretty damn good match until Seth Rollins showed up and uh, got the DQ, caused the DQ. And um, yeah, they're cl- the, the WWE apologist that will defend that defend absolutely everything that the company does. Um, say, <laughs> well, see, they- that's that's why they showed the UFO ten times on the show because he was making Seth Rollins mad. And that's why he interfered in the main event. Like, Them WWE yeah, marks also probably okay. said they should have showed the UFO spot more. Fucking marks. Just look. When someone look, when a company doesn't do something good, just freaking call them out on it. You don't need you don't need to defend everything. Like I don't like I said, I anybody that listens to me damn well knows that I don't freaking um you know, praise everything AEW does. I love oh. the company to death, but there are some. I'm in the I'm in the fightful Facebook group, and my God, there are some WWE marks in that that just bash AEW any minute they can, and and it's like they have no like, you know, they basically are sheep. They just go with uh, whatever somebody else echoes, and oh, they got too many stables. You know that that's like their their big argument against AEW now is. You know, and that's what, and they just puppet that with all the, the uh, the WWE Mark jerk off circle that they've created on that page. Man, some people are just way too obvious when they're marks. But uh, that's how the show ended on SmackDown. I, okay, show, but it, you know, SmackDown's been struggling too lately. I think, um, just both Raw and SmackDown are just the drizzling shits right now. Well, oh. I don't think SmackDown's that bad. Nah, it's not good either, though. I mean, SmackDown was a hell of a lot better three, four months ago. Well, I want to believe the further away it gets from WrestleMania, the better it'll. The the better it will get when Vince isn't paying attention to it anymore. What'd you think? Because I feel that's when that's when SmackDown was really hitting its stride when Vince was completely ignoring the product. Which surprises me, considering it's on network television. I figured he would be more focused on SmackDown and less on Raw, but it's flip-flop. Raw's his baby. And we're all thankful. Speaking of that baby, Jesus Christ, that thing had the drizzling shits for a second week in a row. Um, We kick things off with Drew McIntyre. And uh, then MVP comes out. Now, that's been one of the bright spots on Raw is the interactions between Drew and MVP. Uh, I'm not even going to call them by their retribution idiotic names. Uh, Dio and Dijak both uh, attacked Drew once again to open the show. And at this at this time in the show, Matt, I'm like, why the fuck are they still wearing that retribution gear? But uh, we got an answer to that later, didn't we? If you want to call it an answer. <laughs> we'll find out next week, I guess. Uh, Viking Raiders rematched with Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. That went about five minutes. Um, Randy Orton 
being interviewed by Kevin Patrick and gets interrupted by by uh, by Riddle. Riddle telling Orton that uh, they should start a tag team called RK Bro. Uh, that's not that's not the worst idea Riddle's had. I think that'd be kind of funny. I think I think we're leading towards Orton and Riddle becoming best friends soon, Matt. It's gonna happen. Uh, they're gonna be best. That. They're gonna be best friends, man. I, I think I think you're stretching a little bit. Uh, they, uh, you know, we praised Charlotte Flair's promo on Raw last week. That was one of the bright spots of that drizzling shit show. Uh, so the, the, let's just have her cut. A, so Vince just trots her out for another promo. Um, to to capitalize on that. Uh, you know, so uh, you know, we have a uh, Flair and Oscar later on in the show. Rhea Ripley getting involved too. Um. Orton and Riddle, that was a damn good match, wasn't it, Matt? That was maybe the one of the bright spots of the shit show. Oh, it was definitely it was definitely the best thing on the show. Uh, not like not even a question. Huge win for Riddle on that um, to continue that feud. I, I I say feud, but no, they're going to become best friends. Just watch; they're going to be buddies. More like uh, Orton's get more like here comes fifty fifty booking next week, right? Sad but true. Adam Pierce trying to talk Sheamus into doing open challenges. That went over well. Uh, then make, we got it didn't make any sense. Then we got the stupid ass booking of the in the women's tag division. Jesus Christ, this is just stupid. Everything they do has just been terrible booking. So we get we get Mandy and Dana coming out, bringing out clips of Nia Jax falling on her hole or something. And <sighs> the booking on this has just been shit. Uh very cool. Shit's, shit's put in it kindly. A pretty cool interview post WrestleMania they showed with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Um, bad, uh, mostly speaking in in uh, in Spanish, which you know. I know AEW's utilized it before, and I think even NXT, but but they have with EO. I know it's like you know with some of these people, it'd be you know like that don't you know maybe even Oscar, even though it's fun watching her just go off in, in in Japanese. But you know these you know Vince doesn't like push a lot of the the uh, the foreign born people so to speak so much, and and they never really cut promos like this. But that you know they showed something like this with Bad Bunny. I, th- I think with subtitles, I think you could easily cut a good promo with that and, and tell good stories with. Uh, I mean, it works well for pre tapes. The problem is you, yeah, Vince's obsession with doing live promos kind of, um, yeah, kind of fucking defeats that purpose, unfortunately. Uh, Ms. TV with Ms. and Maurice and uh, no Morrison. Well, that's because Maurice is Yoko in that 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 relationship. Um, interrupted by Damian Priest, and uh, that led to uh, Ms. Uh, th- throwing champagne in the eyes of of Priest and walking off. Oh, uh, we got a, a new day riddle segment. I always like it when uh, Kofi and 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 Creed and and Riddle are are together. It's always fun. Elias beating Kofi Kingston clean, though that was an interesting uh, result, Matt. 
I didn't understand that at all. We got Alexis Playground. I thought it was kind of cool that they 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 put the do, the, the doll in with uh, some of Alexis' childhood photos. I thought that was kind of a cool touch. Um, not much uh, in regards to not much in regards to story or where this is going. Just more backstory on the doll. I think is all that was. They don't know where it's going, and that's the problem. That's probably exactly what it is. Uh, all of a sudden we got men fighting over Nia Jax. I bet that made Matt chuckle. Made me roll my eyes, but, uh, Angel Garza is Reginald's been kind of missing for a while now. Drew McIntyre and taking on Dio and die Jack and it ended in a disqualification and then, uh, Thought maybe Ali would make the save. Make a lot of sense, right? Turn him babyface. No. Uh, Strowman comes out. Which is even weirder. That Strowman made the save. But hey, what can I do? Uh, in the match, tag match, uh, they ended up ripping off the masks of uh, of uh, Dio and Dijek. So now we might hopefully uh, no longer uh, have them in the idiotic retribution gear we will see next week uh miz took on damian priest that went five minutes damian hits the lights miz went night night uh sheamus doing his united states open challenge umberto carrillo makes the uh a call we haven't heard from him in a while he's uh but if you've been watching him on instagram that dude's getting jacked uh, match never did get started, though. Uh, Sheamus attacking Carrillo as he made his entrance into the ring. Oscar Charlotte Flair. Oscar uh, gets the win. Pretty good match. After the match, Charlotte Flair goes ape shit on the referee, beating the fuck out of him. Uh, turns out that Charlotte has gotten slapped with a hundred thousand dollar fine and suspended indefinitely. She posts on Instagram, "Oh, what will I do?" And I said, "She's probably gonna get pregnant." Just watch. That ain't the first pregnancy news I got for you today. Oh, and it's not related to me, by the way. <laughs> I don't Thank have, God. I don't have pregnancy news to share with you, but there's some wrestling pregnancy news I do have to share with you here later on. Uh, there's something in the wrestling water, apparently. But that was the end of a terrible, fucking terrible episode of Raw again. I mean, my God, come on. By God, Kenny Omega. Like I said, it was better than last week. Yeah, low bar. Low T-bar. That was a low T-bar right there. Uh impact on access last week a tremendous match to start off the night with josh alexander and tjp that was uh very good i think triple threat i believe uh with ace austin for the x division title at retribution i believe that'll be a a probably a sh- the show stealer uh next to the main event crazy steve took on uh hot carl uh hot carl got the win there uh, we we got we got a, a little bit of a Swingers Palace, um, with a uh, <laughs> with Petey Williams doing uh, the Maple Leaf Muscle gimmick and doing Steiner math. That was pretty funny, wasn't it, Matt? <laughs> I actually do remember that. I guess at least there's something I remember from Impact last week. I completely forgot about that gimmick, the old Maple Leaf Muscle with with Steiner. Yeah. 
Uh, we had some stuff with uh, Eddie and Willie Mack and Violent by Design and led to an attack and uh, a save by James Storm and James Storm and uh, uh, was it Storm and Chris Harris or Saban? I don't I think it was remember. Saban, I think. I think uh, Saban I think, would make more sense. I think I can't remember either, and I think I think Mike Johnson just made a typo. So I'm reading off of Mike Johnson's report there. Uh, we had the debut at Tennille Dashwood's new talk show. Again, how they have her going against Deanna Prazo is just weird. Uh, we got the jazz retirement ceremony interrupted by um, fire and flavor. And um, we uh, ended up having a, a knockouts match between um, the two and, and uh, jazz got the win there. Kind of a cool way to to say goodbye to Jazz as she retires. Demore said that uh, or Demore uh, acting mad at Fire and Flavor for interrupting the retirement ceremony said they'll have to defend those tag titles against Jazz and Grace at Rebellion. Jazz said she's a woman of her word and is going to stay retired, but has a partner in mind for Jordan Grace. Who do you? I do you don't. Know? have any clue Taylor Wild? No, I don't think it's going to be somebody we see coming mm-hmm. but I don't know who it is like Taylor oh. Wild's been advertised for weeks I think it would be yeah crazy. they've been teasing her uh, ODB maybe I, I think it's going to be somebody we haven't seen yet I think it's going to be somebody new I could Gail be Kim no. that would be cool though but I don't think so. Uh, Brian Myers took on Jake something, and then uh, Sammy Callahan took on Matt Cardona. Uh, after the match, Car- uh, set up uh, Trey and Sammy in a last man standing at Rebellion. And then they had the press conference uh, with uh, your main event of Rebellion, Kenny Omega. By God, Kenny, by God, Omega, and... Uh, and Rich Swan, Tony Khan there too. Um, yeah, you know, nothing really surprising happening at the end there, did was there? Yeah, not really. Just a your your fracas that you could see coming a mile away. Uh, as we head to headlines, breaking news, EC3 announces he's been in the hospital for five days, uh, said that he had uh, neglected an infection, and um, and it caught up to him. And so get well soon, EC3. Last Thursday afternoon, a big bombshell dropped, and in the end, 11 WWE talents were released. The biggest name of them, Samoa Joe. You know, we're sitting here going, oh, I take him off commentary. He's coming back to the ring. No. Uh, in addition to Samoa Joe, uh, I think the next name they announced was Billy Kay. And we're like, what the fuck are you doing? 
And then later on, Peyton Royce got announced with it. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Uh, and then in addition to those three, Chelsea Green got a release, and we're saying, what the fuck is going on? And Mickey James, then a bunch of people you don't aren't too surprised at, Tucker, Kalisto, uh, Mojo Raleigh. Oh, Mojo's included in this list, so there was 10 overall. Uh, Bo Dallas and Wesley Blake. What the hell, Matt? I got nothing, man. Uh, pair, uh, word is Bo Dallas is probably done with wrestling. He's preparing or has been working on his career in real estate. So it sounds like he's going to um, probably not is done with wrestling. Chelsea Green posted on Twitter uh, after the announcement uh, a photo of her lunatic lush days saying, welcome back. It's been a while. Been a while. Um, and she recently did an interview with uh, uh, Sean Ross Sapp, which I need to check out here sometime. Uh, Samo Joe posts on Twitter, uh, be well. And uh, and uh, Paps Blue Ribbon said that they signed Samo Joe. And, and uh, Joe retweeted and said, no snitching. I'm trying to work out this 90 days. <laughs> um Matt Cardona said, I was literally making a post about how this past year has been a blessing in disguise. And then as the news of the releases broke, he says, you all will be fine. Work your ass off. Create your own opportunities. I love you, Chelsea Green. You are a fucking star. Then Matt went on to say, first my fiance, now then my hype, bro. <laughs> no. So, man. Renee, uh, Renee Paquette, Renee Young, how the how do you drop the ball in Samoa Joe? How injuries got aside, nothing. what a mistake! Got nothing, man. Got nothing. Heath, of course, he knows a little about a bit about that stuff. I know it sucks. I was there one year ago today, but don't worry. Keep your head up. Keep moving forward. You are all so talented. Page, shocked by a bunch of the releases. Iconics are and were absolute gold. Um, won't be long until you're scooped up, and a well-deserved spotlight shines on you both. Man, to Neil Dashwood, probably shouldn't say what I think about the release of Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, but I'm sure you can figure it all out. Too far, too talented wrestlers and friends that will just find another platform to shine on now. Uh, where do you think some of these people land, Matt? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea joins Cardona and Impact. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I think I think the Iconics and Joe hit AEW and everybody else is up for grabs. Um, that's, that's my opinion anyway. Hell, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mojo goes to Impact. Um Kalisto probably goes to to triple uh triple A. I wouldn't I, I was I would assume he goes down to Mexico. Or Ring of Honor. Or yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, he's probably got some friends there. Um like I said about Bo Dallas, he's probably done wrestling. Shame though, man. They would have booked him like they booked him in NXT. That guy would have been a star. And then they had a chance to book him with Bray Wyatt. And never did. I mean that that was something you could have done, easily done. Never did. Uh 
Mickey James. I don't think I don't. Is she done? I don't think she's done wrestling. Do you? No, I think I I think she's gonna go do a whole bunch of shit. Like we'll see her in the NWA. I think we'll see her do stuff with Impact. I think we'll see her do stuff with AEW. I think she's gonna be somebody that's gonna bounce around. And I don't think she's gonna want to be tied down to any specific company for a long period of time. I think she wants to go out there and like improve herself. And of course, Wesley Blake was the Wesley Blake was the casualty of Jackson Riker being an idiot. Um, Then they, and then of course, Steve Cutler got fired. And then it's like Blake's like, well, what can I do? Uh, Blake's talented, so you know, maybe Impact, uh, maybe Ring of Honor. Uh, but Wesley Blake is definitely a talented guy, so I I would not be surprised if he shows up at shows up somewhere there. What a fucking day, though, man! <sighs> Matt Black posting on Sports Kita today, who's, actually. Who's that guy? Oh, some jobber. Uh, the title of the article, Daniel Bryan contemplating leaving WWE after odd detachment at WrestleMania. Uh, Daniel Bryan spoke with BT sport about, uh, the feeling he had during this WrestleMania. And it's unlike a feeling he's ever felt while wrestling. He said, quote, it was very bizarre. I was, it, it, it's taken me time to fully process what the experience was like because it wasn't something like a normal thing. It wasn't like a normal thing. I felt very out of body in it. Uh, when I'm wrestling, I feel everything and feel like I'm enjoying it. This was weird. I was out there and it felt like I was detached. It was so strange that before the match started, I got this strange, I got this strange feeling like, oh no, is this what it's like before you die? Am I going to die? Uh, well, okay. Uh, I, I don't know why or how it happened, but it was unlike anything I've ever felt while wrestling. Of course, it's been uh, known that Brian's contract is coming up very soon and uh, officially September. Uh, it's a rumor. I think he's uh, heading to the. I think he's heading to the 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 old AEW land there, fella. I wouldn't be surprised if he decides that he wants to take some time off for a bit, and we eventually see him doing like a part time thing with, you know, with AEW or Ring of Honor in twenty twenty two. I I would I would, I would not be the slightest bit surprised he's going to want to go somewhere where he has to spend minimal time on the road. Cause dude wants to be, do wants to be a dad. He wants yeah. to be with his kids. Um, so like, yeah, I would not be surprised to see him let his contract run out, take some time off. And then in the new year, you know, show up in, in AEW or of honor or something, just, you know, wrestle sparingly, you know, maybe, Maybe even do something like what what uh, Paul White's doing in AEW right now, like being part of the company and mm-hmm. uh, maybe doing maybe do commentary right now. But you know, in the in the future, maybe wrestling, you know, well, something like that. Like he's I've, already he's already being an agent or producer or you know creative in SmackDown, so he's, he's got that he can do too. Yeah, I, I just I I wouldn't be surprised. To me, it's just saying that like he did. Like I to me, Daniel Bryan's not the type of guy who's going to put something out there because he's fishing for a new deal. No, like, I don't like Brian's not the guy that's, that's going to play 
like WWE's hand against them or something like that and looking for more money. I don't think Brian really cares about the money. So like to me, I just I just feel like you know something has to, something has to give here. He didn't like yeah, he didn't just come out and say this just for the hell of saying it. No. So like I I, I would not be surprised to see like he lets his deal run out. He quietly just disappears for a while and then, you know, reemerges, you know, next year. Dude, can you imagine? Could you imagine? Just think of this. In 2022, we could possibly get a triple threat match between Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, and CM Punk. Punk is. Definitely somewhere stirring. those three could land. Punk is definitely stirring the pot. And like, fuck, dude, you want to blow the fucking roof off of it? Make it a fatal four way and throw Kenny Omega in there. Man, <laughs> Punk, yeah, Punk is was stirring the pot with a match with Joe already. Yep, this week. And don't tell me like that a match like that wouldn't intrigue him. He also, dude, he was also stirring the pot with uh, for a match with Will Ospreay this week. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Basically, saw that. like, come back and ask me again in September if you still have the title. Like, <laughs> a.k.a. I'm waiting for fucking full crowds to be back before I return to the ring. Oh, Dude's yeah. coming back. Uh, He's coming back. Yeah. It's just a matter of where and when. It's not if. CM Punk has not wrestled oh, his last match. We're gonna hit. Or we're gonna hit cold of personality here pretty soon. Yeah, I, I look. He, I, I don't think he's coming back to WWE. I, no, I think that's completely. Did you see what he? Th- oh, I did. I wrote about it. <laughs> I wrote about he, he said it. he'd I just know. be another guy in WWE. He said, he said, tele- he said their television's awful. Yeah. Um, no, I trust me. I, I, I know what he said. But th- I've read enough of his stuff in the past week. To me. That man is coming back. Yeah. It's not going to be the WWE, but he's going to go work somewhere. I would say within the next year and a half. I bet you it's going to be AEW. I, I bet you it's going to be AEW. It's going to be, it's going to be uh, hopefully uh, all out over Labor Day. Or no, is all out. Yeah. All out's Labor Day. Double or nothing's Memorial Day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So all out. Uh, and I would not be surprised I, I, I if he wrestles. I don't think it'll be that soon. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if he wrestles Wrestle Kingdom. Him that and Osprey. That I could see. Uh, you know, him and Osprey. Well, like, I, I don't. Mean, I don't know a, if I. A- tr- I don't know if I trust New Japan to let Osprey hold the title that long. AEW. AEW is planning on touring in August, ahead of All Out. It's don't. Oh, don't rule. Uh, don't if, if one of those stops is Chicago, hype train that shit up because you might hear cold of personality in well, Chicago. Well, out supposed to be in Chicago. That's where it was scheduled to be every year. Just like they were doing the uh, yeah double or nothing was going to be in uh, in Vegas every year. Yeah, I mean, granted that might have changed, you know, over the last couple of years, but I mean that was the general that was the general plan. Yeah was to do all out every year in Chicago and do double or nothing every year in, in Vegas. I mean, will that still be, be the case? I mean, I don't know, maybe, 
I mean, double or nothing, clearly not going to happen in Vegas this year. Uh, but they might hit back Vegas the following year. I mean, they sold tickets for double or nothing in uh, in 20, was it 20? It was, yeah, it was 2020, right? Like all the years are blending together now. Yeah, last year they sold tickets to that show and they had to, you know, they had to, you know, put it on hold. So, I mean, they still technically have an obligation to hold double or nothing in, in Vegas, which I guess could be, you know, one year away. Oh, man. Jake Paul's brother signed to fight Floyd Mayweather June 5th. No way. Just announced. Are you serious? Yeah. Logan Paul, F- Floyd Mayweather. June 5th. Get ready. Who's reporting this? I'm not seeing it on my timeline. It's on The Athletic. There it is right there. Look at the camera. Boom. Oh, so I was looking at my Twitter. Hold on. <laughs> so I was trying to scroll my timeline. There. Can you link me? Well, you have to pay for the athletics, so. Oh, fuck that. Did, did, they, did they tweet about it? I don't know. I just got the notification on my on my phone. Type an athletic on Twitter and see if they have a, a, a Twitter a Twitter account. All right, that would help. The athletic. Yeah, they got a Twitter. They do, pal. It is about is to be determined with Floyd Floyd Mayweather posted on Instagram on Tuesday that five cities are under consideration. Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Miami, Dallas, Atlanta. I guarantee you what city it's going to be in. I mean, Dallas, where most of the restrictions are lifted already. Continuing on with headlines. That's crazy. I can't believe they're doing that. Uh, Ring of but Honor. After, has... after they did one and a half million pay per view buys last week, and I guess I'm not shouldn't be surprised. A lot of people thought that was rigged. But was it? Like I heard those were legit numbers, were they not? Oh no, I, the match. Oh. Oh, I... oh, you're talking about WrestleMania. I thought you were talking about the boxing match. No, I was talking about the boxing match. One oh, and a half million buys. Did that, I... did that main buy? No, a lot of people thought that main event was rigged. The knockout. Oh, I, well, I wouldn't be surprised. Did the uh, the uh, MMA guy? Swears up and down it wasn't. Well, he would kill his credibility for the rest of his career if it, if if he came out and admitted that it was. You know, he can't he can't say that it was rigged. Ring of Honor has announced that Mike Bennett and Maria Canales Bennett have re-signed with Ring of Honor. So my brother from another mother uh, recently reunited with Matt Taven to re- uh, to form the OGK or the Original Kingdom. Is that what they're calling themselves, the OGK? Yep. Uh, boy, let's talk about their w- his WWE run. That was great. Do one. we have to? No. Good. Uh, Thank you. If you don't know what a cuck is, uh, don't look it up. Um, but that was basically what they made Mike Bennett out to be on WWE, a cuck. Uh, Mike Johnson, PW Insider, saying that uh, – Alistair Black is uh, filming vignettes, and uh, he was drafted to SmackDown. Yeah, I'll believe when I say it. 
He's apparently uh, gonna uh, uh, been filming promos. He he, he uh, posted a a vignette on his Instagram account, which was really a fucking well done. I loved it. I don't know, did you get a chance to see that, Matt? Yeah, but I mean, I'll I'll believe WWE is doing things for his return when I see it on their programming. Yeah, he's definitely not Charlotte Flair, so he's not bulletproof on his. I'm really player. surprised he wasn't among the releases last week. Yeah, to be perfectly honest. AEW with a monster number last week, 1.219 million. How about that, Matt? Biggest audience since uh, the debut of Dynamite in October 19. Wednesday Night War has been a good thing for both NXT and AEW. NXT has seen rises in both their demo and their viewership over the last two weeks point, as well. 0.44 in the demo. Then I saw some fucking WWE. Oh, well, yeah. That's because the NXT fans will watch AEW, but the AEW fans won't watch NXT. Like, shut the fuck up. The wise NXT's ratings and viewership and rising. Shut the People just can't let shit go. You know, every, the war is over, guys. Let it go. There's no more hill to die on, motherfuckers. Stop being petty little bitches. Just enjoy what you want to enjoy. And if you ain't watching something, you don't need to sit on the internet and bitch about it. You want to bitch about something, bitch about something that you're watching. Yeah. Uh, Vice TV's Dark Side of the Ring Confidential on the Road Warriors got 130,000 viewers. Speaking, Speaking of, of Vice TV, TV <laughs> yeah, I, I got, <laughs> let me go. I, I have it up late for later, but let me find it here. Where are you at? Yeah, might where, as well cover it since we're, we're talking about Vice. Where are you at? Where are you at? There it is. Uh, there it is. Major League Wrestling has announced that they will debut on this spring. Um, it, it is spring right now. What are they talking about? Uh, I'm, here in like, I'm here in like June or July. That's summer. Yeah, um, well, I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. Uh, debuting on Vice TV, uh, leaving BN Sports. So I, I'm guessing that's uh, – it says the Vice TV deal is not replacing the current deals with D- Days In and BN Sports. So uh, it, so MLW is getting broadcast on multiple networks now. Yep. Well, a lot of people don't get the other channels, so I mean, it works out for them. Well, now that I'm quitting cable, I'm not going to get – either I, I looked there's no vice tv there damn yeah i don't i used to think youtube tv had a bunch of good shit now i'm starting to wonder oh it has a good bunch of good shit it's just some of these smaller channels are not on there it has the best lineup of any tv service between between slang and hulu tv and uh, youtube tv is the clear better of all of them but you got to pay the out the butt for cable to get every network, I guess. Pay out the butt. Pay out the butt. Wipeout uh, on TBS got a eight hundred and sixty-one thousand viewers um, for the third episode. Again, I'm not a fan of the new Wipeout. Impact Wrestling uh, slipped down to one hundred and thirty-two thousand viewers after a, a, a decent rise on their first Thursday episode. They dropped. Uh, about 36,000 from the week before. SmackDown dipped below 2 million, down to 
seven million. First time they were below two million since middle March, so about a month ago. Um, Raw fell back below two million as well because the show sucks. One point nine million uh, lost about three hundred thousand from hour one to three, but damn, point six one in the demo is a. They still get that demo though. Uh, Young Rock staying steady, 2.6 million. Pretty uh, uh, mid twos is about what they've been uh, pulling in for the last uh, month or so. NXT saw a rise from 805 to 841 this week as well. Uh, demo stayed pretty even, though, at 0.23. Um, uh, and we already mentioned uh, that Taylor Wilde is coming back to Impact, former Knockouts champion and former tag team of first ever tag team champ knockouts tag team champions as well um of course we've been seeing some vignettes of uh, of that late uh recently on impact it's been announced that maro ronaldo is going to be calling the kenny omega rich swan match how awesome is that going to be matt love it mama mia i need a mama mia on the soundboard mama mia Boy, I hope this leads to him coming back to wrestling. I would love for him to do more with Impact. Rumor is, that, uh, not rumor, but fact is that uh, Ronaldo and Scott DeMore go back a long time as they work together in Stampede Wrestling. Yeah, I heard. Uh, actually, I heard Scott talk about that today on Le Busted Obon. So... Of course, they got to finish that episode when we're done recording tonight. Of course, uh, he did the call on uh, Triller's Mike Tyson pay per view, which was uh, great with him and Snoop Dogg in the uh, in the broadcast booth. Um, as of uh, the fifteenth, uh, when this broke, uh, Morrow is, is only coming in for Rebellion, but the doors open for more down the line. Came together over the last several weeks with the idea of Morrow coming in to add to the uh, the title the you know the big state the big uh, the big deal that this title versus title across two promotions, you know because I mean, when's the last time we've had a, a cross promotion title versus title match of this magnitude? We really haven't in the at least in the United States. Um, PW Insider confirmed that Ronaldo was at the Impact Studio. Uh, last week doing voiceovers for the video packages and that's gonna there's a uh, this is rebellion aired uh last night on access so that's fucking cool man uh some sad impact news one of my favorite knockouts nevea has announced that she has left impact wrestling yeah that was that was surprising kind of feels like it was out of nowhere yeah, she's uh, been in the promotion for about a year. Most of that, of course, teaming with Havoc. Uh, you know, hopefully she lands somewhere. Um, <laughs> this one article from Paul Jordan said that more episodes of WWE's main event have been added to Peacock. I don't think anybody... Anybody was clamoring for main event episodes on Peacock. I could be wrong. Yeah, probably not. Uh, Thor, a.k.a. Um, 
uh, Thor is, uh, of course, playing uh, Chris Hemsworth is playing Hulk Hogan in an upcoming Netflix film. Uh, fellow star Bucky Barnes, Sebastian Stan, says he wants to play Ric Flair in the movie. Let's just get all the Marvel stars playing wrestling characters, you know? Why not? Why the fuck not? Why not? Uh, we already talked about Austin on A&E. Matt loved it. I'm going to watch it soon. Uh, yeah, I thought it was real good. Jim Ross appeared on the uh, This Is Rebellion special. I thought that was cool that uh, that he appeared on there. Um Get a little of that cross-promotion in, brother. Uh, there will be a WWE documentary, a 24 documentary on The Miz coming soon. It's going to debut this Sunday on Peacock. Mick Foley appeared on Pawn Stars this week. Uh, somebody brought in an autographed Mankind mask and shirt. And, gee, who's the best guy to call up to authenticate that, Matt? <laughs> Some jobber. From right here. In truth or consequences, New Mexico. Get well soon, Gerald Briscoe, one half of the fam- world-famous Stooges, is undergoing knee replacement surgery. That cannot be a, that cannot be a joy, Matt. I wouldn't imagine as much. Uh... Best thing to happen to me, EM's career was retribution breaking up, and it's been announced that she has been moved over to the SmackDown brand. Yeah, hopefully as me EM. Yeah. John Cena is getting a Hallmark ornament uh, as Peacemaker. Uh, it's been announced in the uh, 2021 Christmas ornaments that, that Peacemaker will be available. So if you're a, a, a John Cena mark, you can go get yourself uh, get yourself one of those. Uh, also from ret- formerly of Retribution, Slapdick or Shane Thorne has also moved over to SmackDown. An old Slapdick. Slappy Dick and Teabag. Uh, did not take long for Chelsea Green to get to work legally as she immediately applied for the trademark of her name as well as Hot Mess. So I'm guessing we're going to get the lunatic lush back whenever she shows up. Uh, Ken Doan, a.k.a. Kenny Dykstra of the Spirit Squad, and, uh, announced his retirement from pro wrestling yesterday. Uh, the audience for Steve Austin's biography special pulled over a million, 1.062. Also, the WWE's uh, Most Wanted Treasures show uh, that featured Mick Foley that came in with a uh, seven hundred and sixty-six thousand. I got that on the DVR too. I need to watch that. Did you? Did you catch the 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 most wanted treasure show too, Matt? <laughs> That's just more scripted than Monday Night Raw. By God, it, it's funny and entertaining and, and yeah. whatnot. But dude, it's so it's so reality TV. Is it more scripted than uh, the new Wipeout with John Cena? Haven't seen it. Can't comment. It is terribly. The jokes are completely scripted. Probably from Kevin Dunn, too. Uh, some some WWE cock news, or peacock news. Uh, episodes of Raw from 93 to 95 have been added. Um, the Beast from the East live from Tokyo special has been added. ECW Holiday Hell from 95. Uh, Matt Riddle's arrival documentary, uh, my way, the legacy and life of Pat Patterson 
have all been added to the cock. On the latest Jim Ross podcast, he mentioned that AEW would return to live events this summer, specifically mentioning July. So interesting enough, nothing official from AEW yet, but uh, Jim Ross may be letting the cat out of the bag. Well, it could be an internal plan, but I mean, those things, things like that, and you know, in the world we're in right now, change day to day. So, uh, a- AJ Lee. April Men, uh, Mendez, a.k.a. Mrs. CM Punk, has announced that her and her partner, Amy Garcia, have inked a deal to pin the screenplay for a sequel to 47 Ronin, according to Deadline Hollywood. Uh, the, the original film starring Keanu Reeves uh, grossed $151 million in 2013. So uh, pretty cool for, uh, for April to, to, to get a, a, a deal like that you know, doing a, uh, doing a, some screenwriting for a major movie. Uh, audience for Ms. And Mrs. Uh, following raw uh, dropped down to about 663,000. Still not a bad, uh, not a bad number for the uh, 10 PM central slot. Um, and uh, well, don't expect Ronda Rousey to return to the WWE anytime soon as she is pregnant. Her and Travis Brown expecting their first child. So I'm so happy for her. Congrats. To, yeah, that's why she uh, stepped away from wrestling. Yeah, time. exactly. I mean, she's been trying for a while. Yeah. You know, and the fact that she finally got it and felt comfortable enough to announce it this week. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Uh, May 2nd on the cock of the P uh, of the WWE. Uh, is a new document. This will be a good documentary. A uh, new WWE Untold called Two Dudes with Attitudes talking about Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash. It'd uh, be kind of cool to hear some stories there. Where's my Where's my Sami Zayn doc? Right? That's what I'm waiting for. Right? It's a conspiracy uh, that we don't have it yet. If you're on the High Spots Wrestling Network... Uh, there's a uh, fire chat, uh, fireside chat series with Jake Manning, and uh, this week he talks with uh, Anna Jay and Ty Conchi. So uh, go check that out if you're a, a High Spots Wrestling Network subscriber. Uh, they announced a little bit of an update on the uh, CFL-XFL kind of partnership, and uh, CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi indicating that the discussions have been very positive. Um you know, obviously a lot hinging on what's going to go on with the pandemic, but uh, the conversation is still there with the XFL, which of course is set to debut in 2022. And finally, before we uh, wrap this shit up, let's talk rebellion. It is going to be this Sunday on pay-per-view uh, impact rebellion, eight matches on the card here. Looks to be a damn good card. Doesn't it, Matt? Yeah, it should be. It should be a good show. Uh, let's start it off with uh, Fire and Flavor taking on Jordan Grace and that ever-dangerous TBD to be determined for the uh, Knockouts Tag Titles. Uh, I, I think a title change here, Matt. What do you think? I think if Jordan Grace is signing a new deal to stay with Impact, she's going to win. Um. 
if she's on her way out, I don't think she wins. Okay. So I mean, it all come if if they win, I think she signed a new deal. If they don't, I don't. I don't think. Be interesting to see who the yeah. TVD has. This been taped already? No. How the hell is Eric Young wrestling in this pay per view? Eric Young's not wrestling on this pay per view. He wrestled. He's wrestling on Impact tomorrow, which is the last match. Well, according of the to last the ma- of uh, according to the match card, uh, Eric Young's in the eight man match. According to the graphic, there's no way. Violent by design. Well, I guess. Well, I guess they can't not advertise him because they haven't. He ha- he hasn't wrestled his his last match yet. Oh, uh, they could play a gimmick. But yeah, I I think he'll I think he'll do the thing on Thursday. They'll announce that he's been hurt, and then after after that, he will. Uh, They'll, they'll announce a replacement or, or something. There's no way he's working on Sunday. A new member of VBD. That sounds like a STD. VBD. <laughs> Stable might as well be. I like it, except for Joe Trash. Boring. I like it, except for Joe Boring. Yeah, I don't know who you can bring in there to join VBD. I, I would I would assume the good guys get the win here, Matt. Well, they're they're facing Saban, Edwards, Storm, and Mac. What are your thoughts? I mean, it, it it makes sense for them to get the win now. I mean, I know you're a VBD cheerleader, but you know, try to be objective here on your pick. <laughs> Will you stop? Oh, this over here, good. Shabby over here looking to get super kicked. Look at oh, this would be good. This is gonna be fucking great. Sammy Callahan, Trey Miguel, last man standing match, man. Trey Miguel's going over, baby. I would certainly think so. This will also be good, man. Two best friends in real life. Kayfay beside Matt Cardona, Brian Myers. Who do you who do you think gets this win, Matt? That's an interesting Cardona one. should win, but but Myers is the one under contract, so they had Cardona lose to Callahan last week. I, I think Myers beats. I think Myers beats Cardona. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Cardona. I think it's a better story if Myers beats Cardona because then he can just be a cocky heel and brag about it to on Matt. You know, going forward. Oh, this will be good too. I man, this this is just a hell of a card. Triple threat match for the X Division Championship. Ace Austin, your champion, taking on Josh Alexander and TJP. Matt, who comes out as the X Division champion? As long as it ain't TJP, I don't care. Well, who's your pick? I'll say Ace Austin retains. I am going with Josh Alexander because I think Josh Alexander is, has been impressive in, in several matches over the past couple of months. Uh, though Ace Austin just won the title, uh, he doesn't need the title. I think no, Josh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not arguing with you. Like, look, yeah. as long as any TJP, I'm good. Oh, you're a TJP, Mark. Quit. Just admit it. TJP's trash. Trash. Knockouts championship. Uh, Deanna Perazzo against Tennille Dashwood. Uh, t- a title change, Matt. To me, I don't see any other reason to do this match if they're not swapping the title. Mm-hmm. So I'll say yes. I'll say I'll say there's a t- I'll say we're getting a title change. Because if not, why the fuck do, why the fuck are we doing heel versus heel anyway? 
I think it's long overdue that she's been champ, knockouts champion. So I uh, think Tennille wins as well. And then we got Finn Juice against the Good Brothers. I'm guessing Finn Juice drops the titles back to the Good Brothers as they head back to Japan, right? I would think I would think the Good Brothers yeah get the titles back here. I I, I would be shocked if they didn't. And the main event is uh, 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 we have tipped our hand on this for the past month. No surprise. We both think Kenny o- Kenny by God Omega beats Rich Swan and becomes the uh, the belt collector. Uh, just a, a, a just a, not as a, you know he's just not the douche that Austin Aries is. Uh, that guy. That's gonna do it for this edition of Lost in the Midcard. Thank you uh, for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and to subscribe, just search for Lost in the Midcard on any of your favorite podcasting apps, Spotify, iTunes, all that fun shit. Search for Lost in the Midcard, subscribe. That way you know a new episode when a new episode comes your way. Now on Thursdays, but uh, uh, sometimes when we come at you at a different day, so subscribe and uh, then you'll know. We're on the YouTube as well. Do us a favor, give us a subscribe on the YouTube, and you can find our YouTube link. In the pin posts on Facebook, facebook.com slash lost in the midcard or Twitter at LITMC podcast. Uh, Matt's on the Twitter at Raw Showtime. I'm on the Twitter at JB Huskers. And uh, before we ride off into the sunset, look forward to what should be a, a killer impact pay per view. Matt, what are your final thoughts? Oh. I'll be very interested to see what happens with Omega and Swan this weekend, and I will be even more interested to see what is integrated into the AEW program in the following week. There better not be a non-finish to this, is all I got to say. I don't think there will be a non-finish, but I'm not really sure what they're going to do either to lead into lead into the following week's TV, because here's an interesting piece for you. Dynamite will be filmed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, next week's Dynamite will be filmed. And Impact has already been in the can. Well, no, not the pay-per-view. No, Impact. tomorrow's Impact. Well, yeah, I don't care about tomorrow's Impact. Tomorrow's Impact means nothing. I'm talking tomorrow, AEW will film an episode of Dynamite, which will air after Rebellion. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious as to how they're going to handle that. Yeah, because they'll film Impact probably on Monday, day after the pay-per-view. I'm assuming they'll film a, a, a couple of weeks or, I don't know what they do now, a couple of weeks or a month at a time. Uh, they'll probably film that on Monday. And uh, so all that will be in the can for once we get to Wednesday's uh, Dynamite. So, yeah, uh, be interesting to see. Well, for Matt Black, this is Jeremy Bennett. Thank you for tuning in to Lost in the Midcard. We will catch you in two weeks. We are off next week, so we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, We will talk Impact of Rebellion. We will not forget about it, but we will also come fresh off of blood and guts. We'll give you our reaction to that major show that's happening. So make sure to tune us in two weeks uh, from tonight, which will be May May 6th. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Have a good one.